It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Friday. I'm James Erpine, Joe Goodberry, coming up in 30 seconds on Twitter. At James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Google Play, etc. A ton of stuff right now. On LockedOnBengals.com, including every single podcast, Mock Draft 1.0, and so much more, including a Jeremy Hill highlight reel, which consists of plays against the Browns in 2014 highlights. We'll get to that. Uh, We'll make fun of that with Joe Goodberry right now. Make sure you follow Joe on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. He's on with us now. And, Joe, before we get into, I want to talk about the Alex Smith trade, how it could potentially affect Andy Dalton's value in, in so much more, including Super Bowl 52. But you have joined The Athletic. Uh, congratulations. What are you going to be doing with them? What is it for our listeners that, that don't know, and how can they find it? Well, thank you. Yeah, I joined The Athletic. Uh, they started a couple years ago out in West Coast, and they've grown to each big sports city, and Cincinnati was next on their list with a few other uh, this year with Pittsburgh and Dallas. So uh, I'm the Bengals guy. I'm, they're covering every major sports in Cincinnati and then Ohio, too, because Ohio State's in there, and I know that uh, it's got some, some fans going. But uh, every, every major sports franchise is going to be covered eventually, and I'm doing the Bengals. So I'm excited about that. I can't wait to get started. It is a subscription service, uh, but we're, it's going to have no ads, no pop-up, no autoplay music ads. Uh, I know how people hate those, and that's, that's a great benefit. But it's also going to be – only stuff you want to read. It's not going to give you the the dry uh, after the game comments from the players or from the coaches or, or or from press conferences. It's going to be analysis. It's going to have clips of prospects. You know, you'll get that from me. You'll get scouting reports and player evaluation. So uh, you know, it's not your cut and dry uh, average beat report, but it's going to be a little bit hard on analysis, a little bit depth and heavy and long reads more and more than anything. So that's, that's what you can expect. Make sure you check out. There's a link on Joe's Twitter at Joe Goodberry. Joe gracious enough now to, to still join us. And uh, I want to, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I just want to dive into some of the stuff because well, let's start with Alex Smith because Alex Smith gets moved and he gets traded and I look at that and I'm like, well, damn, first off, because that's an ideal landing spot for Andy Dalton. It tells me a couple things. One, Washington got desperate because Kirk Cousins, they knew Kirk Cousins was not signing there. Two, they give out a, a player under a rookie contract in Fuller who graded really well among a, a bunch of different metrics, including pro football focus in 2017, and a third-round pick. I wonder what Andy Dalton's value was because Smith also got a contract extension. Dalton didn't need a contract extension if he was traded to Washington. I'm betting the Bengals could have got like a first and a third for Andy Dalton. What say you? I I agree with that. I've said that for a while. If they did want to consider drafting a quarterback, because I, I thought there was a time, when, you know, before they rattled off those last two wins, the Bengals were picking top eight, top six even. 
Uh, they could have been in position to where Andy Dalton and a trade there is something they probably could have considered. And I said, then I think you can get a first round pick because he's been healthy largely besides the end of 2015. Um, you know what you're getting out of Dalton. He's a solid starting quarterback in the NFL, much like Alex Smith. But Alex Smith's coming off one of his best years. So I think that inflated his value. But he's also, I want to say, four years older than Andy Dalton and needed a new contract. Dalton's contract is really good, really manageable around the league right now when you compare it with, with everyone else who's gotten deals recently. And, and after this offseason, it's going to look even better after Kirk Cousins and others get paid. Um, yeah, I think you get a first form. The thing is, when I look at that Smith trade, and, yeah, they get one of the best slot corners uh, in the league. I, he, just Kohler might himself warrant a second-round pick. So it's like they got a second and a third uh, plus the Redskins had to give up that huge money. I th- I'm with you. I think they got desperate. I also think I thought of A.J. McCarron also because if the trade doesn't work with the Browns, if he's if he is restricted, I thought the Redskins may have been a team that, that could be interested also. Being uh, Jay Gruden should know him a little bit uh, and know he could fit his system because the systems remain similar in Cincinnati. So, yeah, I thought about this a lot as it pertains to the Bengals, and I think the Redskins gave up a lot to get a guy that's, older and much more expensive now and is not going to be in the same type of system he was with the Chiefs. That that Chiefs system under Andy Reid gets production out of quarterbacks. You see, I think it's Matt Nagy, their offensive coordinator, wants mm-hmm. to be a head coach. I mean, these you're not going to get the same type of production just because of the system's not going to be as good in Washington, even though I think Jake Gruden's system is really friendly for quarterbacks. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Joe Goodberry is our guest. And you mentioned A.J. McCarron, and I've done some of this earlier this week on the podcast. I look at this situation, and if the the arbiter comes back in, in 13 days on February 15th and rules in favor of the Bengals, and he's restricted, and the Bengals place a first-round tender on A.J. McCarron, I don't think there's a team, including Cleveland, that would even consider it. That, that would even consider do, doing that and giving up a first-round pick for McCarron. I wouldn't be shocked, Joe, and honestly, I think it's the most likely scenario, if I had to put odds on it, that A.J. McCarron is backing up Andy Dalton again next year. The Bengals are comfortable with him. They'll look around the league and see Nick Foles and what he did, Case Keenum, and the value of having a backup quarterback that you're comfortable with. And they'll keep him around. They won't trade him. And they'll they'll be fine with it if the arbiter comes back and makes him a restricted free agent. I, am I crazy there? Or does that sound like – I'm just thinking like the Bengals think. And I don't think they're going to be willing to place a second-round tender on him, which means Cleveland's not going to want him. And I don't think anyone else around the league really thinks that highly of A.J. McCarron. I, I think that last point is the, is the major point. I think the Bengals have overvalued A.J. McCarron since he's been here. Uh, and – in that in that scenario, uh, that's like four point two, four point three million dollars for that first round tenure on AJ McCarron. Bengals love to hide money, cap space on role players or backup guys that they really like. And 
I could see them doing that and saying, oh, we, you know, we don't have enough to go out there and sign an offensive lineman. We had to spend $4.5 million on A.J. McCarron because value, value at the backup quarterback can't be understated. You know, can't you just see them saying that and, and defending that? But I, and I thought, when, again, with Alex Smith trade, thinking of he went for a third-round pick, Garoppolo goes for a second-round pick. Sure, there was a player also with, with Alex Smith, but the Bengals demanded a second and third from the Browns. They really valued him, and, and, and to their credit, they got it at the last minute. The story goes, the Bengals said, call us back if you're going to throw in that third, otherwise we're not going to do it. Had they have just taken that second pick, they may have the 33rd pick in the draft right now, but they valued A.J. McCarron. So I definitely think uh, it's more likely they put that first-round tender on him, and if they do, it's going to limit the options around the league. Now, you can sign them and trade them for less than that, but I think the Bengals – would show how much they they really would be okay keeping A.J. McCarron for another year and being the backup quarterback, and maybe they draft a guy to be the third guy and and to replace uh, McCarron in the following season. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think odds are they put that on him, and it's going to kill all trade value. Yeah, it it's just it's crazy to me because the Bengals are going to feel really good about having the the combo, and I get why of Andy Dalton and AJ McCarron, and they're comfortable with it. But it's pointing into a direction that I don't want to point to, and that direction is no changes in the quarterback room next season. I was on board with trading AJ McCarron to the Vikings before they traded for Sam Bradford. That's when I wanted to sell him, sell him as high as you possibly could after he was showed he could be competent at the end of the 2015 season. They, they're stuck with McCarron now, it seems like, depending. Or they're going to lose him in free agency, and he will go to Cleveland, depending on what the arbiter rules. And as far as Andy Dalton goes, they're, they're hitched to a man. I wouldn't be surprised if Andy Dalton – he works with Tom House, right? And Tom House yeah. is the one that put Tom Brady – gave him the age 45, play tier 45. It wouldn't be crazy, Joe, think about this. For Andy Dalton, he does that Pilates – to be the Bengals quarterback for the next 10 years. Now, I know Jeez, you, you're killing me here. You, you, you mentioned you have a one year old. Your daughter could be 11, and Andy Blandy Dalton might still be the quarterback of the Bengals. I have an eight year old son. He'd be 18, <laughs> and I, I'd be like, smoking this cigarettes. Sucks. You said, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, you're, here you are, 18 years old, and you've only watched Andy Dalton quarterback the Bengals. And, man, that would suck. But, yes, I guess that's possible. These, these guys are playing. I think that's one of the reasons, again, to Alex Smith, he gets a four-year deal with $71 million guaranteed at 34, 35 years old because these guys don't get the hits the way they used to, and especially guys like Smith and, and Dalton that get the ball out quickly. Um, yeah, he could play that long. There, that, that is a reason why they could consider this a, a – a, Still a long-term investment, and I, I don't, we may not be far away from a contract extension, anyways. If, if Dalton has, you know, a good year next year, I, I, I see this definitely going going that direction. And uh, while the quarterback room wouldn't change with the players if they bring back McCarron, maybe Alex Van Pelt helps some there. Uh, you know, once they promoted Bill Lazor to coordinator, they really didn't have a quarterback coach in that room. I mean, you have Lazor still as a coordinator, but it, it helps to have a coach just focusing on that. So. Maybe they get a little bit more production out of that position. But at the same time, I'm kind of hoping. I mean, I think, I think everybody's hoping that they find a way to move McCarron for some type of asset. Uh, even though I think everybody likes McCarron, whether or not you think he can be this, this a superstar or a guy that can supplant and maybe even play better than Andy Dalton, or you just think he's a really quality backup, uh, I would love to get some type of assets, whether that's a player or, or picks. And 
seeing as the Browns have routinely expressed interest in him, uh, that seems like the, the, uh, a great win this offseason. Get some more picks to load up this team and get a quarterback in the second, third, fourth round. Uh, a guy that can be not only your backup, but a future starter for you. And if that's the case, I think that's the best scenario for most Bengals fans when looking at the quarterback position going into the next year. I, I hope so. I hope that's the case. I hope they would just place a second-round tender on him. And then I think Cleveland would consider it and look at that. Yep. Um, otherwise, man, I, I, I think he ends up here, but it all comes down to what happens in 13 days. Uh, February 15th is the date that uh, the arbiter is supposed to rule on whether or not A.J. McCarron will be a restricted free agent or uh, a regular free agent, which means he could go anywhere. Uh, Joe, let's get into Super Bowl 52 here just a little bit before I let you go, and then we'll plenty of time to talk draft and, and po- uh, prospects and all that stuff. But as far as this Super Bowl goes, I'm a big Brady guy. I'm sure you you know that. You're aware of that. Belichick, obviously the greatest coach maybe of all time. I look at this game, and I'm worried I'm worried because I think the Eagles can get to Brady. I think that I've seen it happen before where these defensive lines, if they get to Brady, they can screw up the, the Patriots offense. I think that happens again. I'm giving the, the Eagles a real shot in this game. I think Jake Elliott might kick the game winner and rub uh, dirt or salt in, in the Bengals' wound there as far as the kicking game goes. I'm leaning Eagles here. What, what do you think about this Super Bowl matchup? I think it's a better matchup than expected, and, and largely because of the way Nick Foles played uh, in, the, in, the, in the NFC Championship game. He was almost flawless. He was perfect yeah. as you can be, and especially for a backup quarterback. Uh, that shows uh, that Eagle system works, man, uh, because a lot of people didn't like Wentz coming out either, and I'm not saying Wentz is a system guy. He's drafted to, you know, top five for a reason. He has physical ability and talents, but when you pair that with an offensive system that really works, you get elite production at quarterback, and you're getting it still with Foles right now, and that makes the Eagles viable. It makes them a dangerous team because that defense is fantastic. That front defensive line is good. They've really attacked the the secondary this offseason and and turned it from a huge weakness into a strength. Uh, They've had a lot of injuries at linebackers, but yet they still seem to get production out of it. So, um, I think it's going to be closer than – and uh, what's the spread? I think it's six right now. Uh, it it actually seems, dropped. It's four and a half now, so it drops. Really? Up. Yeah. Because at six, I like the Eagles. Uh, you know, I, I was like, this probably going to be a you know three- or four-point game. It's, it's going to be one score. It definitely feels that way. Uh, a lot of the Patriots Super Bowls have been that way. I think all of them. All of them, if not. Yeah, I was going to say the, the last Eagles game was probably the furthest game that you felt that way, at least. Um but, yeah, a defensive line usually gets to Brady, can change their offensive game plan. Gronk's just now getting healthy yesterday on Thursday. was cleared, but he's still limited in practice. That's their best offensive weapon, obviously. Uh, excuse my daughter here. She's going crazy. But, wow. uh, and uh, I do like the Patriots overall. They're, they're, they're the Patriots for a reason. Uh, you do have the best quarterback. you got the best coach. They find ways to get the ball to their weapons. I think they pull it out, and, and Brady gets a sixth ring. But at the same time, I do think the Eagles have a have a puncher's chance. Uh, they may land a knockout blow and, and and take this one home. Yeah, I I hope not. I really I I get it, the underdog story, but I I want to witness history with six rings, and and who knows how long Brady and Belichick will be together. Um, so let, let's get just because I have to before I let you go. Let, let's get a prediction for for Super Bowl Fifty Two. People like predictions. 
Okay, I will. And I'm going to predict that all the free agents both of these teams signed in the last year are going to make big plays and show why you should should go into free agency with a positive mindset and, and attack free agency to, to fill out your team. You like that, James? But oh before I, I'm going to go with 24 See? 20. Patriots. See, you're returning the favor from the whole Andy Dalton for the next 10 years. That's what you're doing there yeah. with that the, right. the, the free agent thing. Because if you're going to keep Andy Dalton, only, at least build around him. <laughs> it's, right. It's not only just Andy Dalton for 10 years. It's Andy Dalton for 10 years while losing quality players and not really bringing in high-priced high or high-named free agents. Oh, man. Yeah. The Eagles are the prime example. Oh my goodness! Uh, he's. Have you seen the list of players they brought in the last two years? Yeah, it's insane. It is. And the trades they've made, and it's it's crazy. It's good. they are not here without free agency. It's no exactly what I want my football team to do. Like my favorite teams, I want them to not shy away from making a signing that they think is going to put them over the top. Like, let's go back to 2010. The Bengals paid. Antonio Bryant, big money, and that didn't work out. They paid T.O., and it didn't work out. But at least they were going for it. At least they were trying to get the the second wide receiver opposite Chad in the mix so they could go for it, go all in, and try to win. I, I haven't felt that way about the Dalton Green era because I don't think they've ever went out there and made that signing that they could have made in 13 or 15 to really put them over the top. And the thing about wide receivers, and the Eagles for an example too, they draft Nelson Aguilar. They got Jordan Matthews. They're trying to build the roster, the receiving core that way. They figure out Matthews is kind of limited, maybe just a slot guy. Uh, that Aguilar has a rough rookie year, doesn't really show what, what you expect. So what do they do? They go out and sign Alshon Jeffrey. They go out and sign Torrey Smith. Uh, they draft another guy the following year, and, and then they trade Jordan Matthews. It kind of sounds like the Bengals, right? You could trade Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Ross had a, had a rough year, but you know, bring in maybe another free agent receiver. And ensure that you make sure that, that wide receiver position is, is strong enough that it helps your quarterback and not hurts your quarterback. And I don't feel like the Bengals would do that, but the Eagles are a great example of how they got aggressive, even though they invested picks at that position. And you know what? Aguilar has, the best, has his best year and looks like a viable option in that offense. And that would be great if Ross stepped in and did the same thing and, yeah. and ex- exploded in year two or year three. But don't bank on it. Ensure that position is a strength and not a weakness. I was saving this, but it's the perfect time to unveil it. I had an idea. You let Brandon LaFell walk, right? And okay. obviously you are gonna you have a bunch of picks. You're going to address the offensive line. It doesn't look like the, the free agent market for offensive linemen is booming anyways. So they're probably not going to spend big money there. Let Brandon LaFell go. And you studied wide receivers for Bleacher Report, and I know you're a fan of this guy. There have been rumors out there that the Broncos are looking to potentially move on from Emmanuel Sanders because of his money. I love Emmanuel Sanders. Having him opposite A.J. Green, whether or not John Ross works out, is perfect in my mind. What would your thought be? Uh, because Brandon LaFell, I think he's got like a $5 million cap hit. Emmanuel Sanders around that $10 million mark. So it, it, you, you'd add some room, or, or you'd add a little bit, but... You'd give a, a legitimate number two wide receiver that could do it all. Yeah, and Sanders can still. I, watching Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders this year for Bleacher Report, I thought there was no bigger discrepancy in talent at wide receiver to quarterback in the league than what the Broncos displayed every week. Uh, Demarius Thomas is still very good, very good hands, r- real good route runner. But Sanders has the athletic ability, and they move him around so much, get him in the slot. He plays the X and the Z position. He can do things in the red zone. He can do things where you can give him a, a screen or a reverse, and he can make plays after the catch. I really like Sanders. I think he would be a great fit with the Bengals, a guy that could be a number two and two wide receiver sets. 
but going to the slot also and really take advantage of what potentially John Ross and A.J. Green could provide on the outside. Sanders would run wild underneath. Uh, that would be obviously awesome. See, but heaven, it, heaven. Again, uh, if you want to make it, make it into a strength, and, and you know, let's not blame the offensive line. Let's not blame them using Jeremy Hill. Let's not blame the no speed on wide, at wide receiver. Let's fix those, and then let's see what, how the quarterback plays again. Even though we've done this before, you know, they've done it before. Let's let's do it again, and let's see if if he's still the issue. Yeah. I, I completely agree. He's Joe Goodberry. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. We know there's 0% chance they trade for Emmanuel Sanders, right? <laughs> Maybe More chance than they extend LaFell. Oh, oh, my. And there's nothing wrong with Brandon LaFell, but he needs to be like your fourth option on a, a contending team, not your second. There's nothing wrong with them until he's exactly what they don't need. You know, <laughs> if he was like... If say he was the same quality of player, but he had a little bit of speed and had a bit, little bit of uh, playmaking ability... I would say, you know, Brandon felt uh, a really solid contributor for the team. But the fact is they really miss that speed to stretch the defense, and that's not who he is. So he becomes more of a detriment to the team because of what he is and what they need. Make sure you follow Joe on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. Subscribe to The Athletic. Joe, congratulations again, and I will chat with you next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you, James. You too. That's Joe Goodberry. Happy for Joe. That's huge. That's huge. Great stuff. There, exciting news for Joe. I've known Joe for a long time, met him via Twitter, honestly, familiar with his work, and obviously we have him on here, and he's contributed some to LockedOnBengals.com, so I couldn't be happier for Joe getting recognized for the grind that he's put in all the time he's, he's put in. And uh, he will still be joining us on the podcast, so that's great stuff and uh, plenty of insight from him. As far as Locked on Bengals goes, we have some – I have a, a former college football player – Right now, who's joined the Locked On Bengals squad, played for the University of Cincinnati, starting to evaluate the offensive linemen of this draft now. He's going to start doing profiles on each and every prospect that the Bengals could consider in round one at LockedOnBengals.com. So I'll let you know when that is up, and I'll get him on the podcast as well to evaluate it. I told you, for Bengals coverage, this is the number one spot all offseason. Because I, because I, behind the scenes... Joe and I were going to work together a little bit more, and then he got this opportunity with The Athletic, which I was like, man, go get this opportunity. Obviously, it's a no-brainer. But at the same time, whole contribute. We have multiple people contributing at LockdownBengals.com. We're going to get some experts to break down the film as well. We got them just waiting to introduce them to you, the listener. Uh, so can't wait for that. As far as the Super Bowl goes, real quick, I'll get my give you my 60-second prediction here. I got the Eagles. And I think we're going to hear this sound, this exact sound, on Sunday night. Well, this will be a 61-yard attempt. That was a big play by Alshon Jeffrey to make the catch and go out of bounds. Are we expecting this one? No. But once upon a time, Mike and I did a game in Tampa where the Bucks kicked the 62-yarder. And this is the dream of a kicker. This is the those dreams that they have Here of we go. winning games. This is that one. Yeah, but it's 61 yards. Hold your breath. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's gone! <laughs> and the Eagles win! <laughs> this is that dream I talked about. They win! He's had this dream before. 61 yards. That's right. That's right. I. That's it. That, that's what I'm predicting. 
Jake Elliott comes on, game-winning field goal. Maybe not 61 yards, but the Eagles are going to win up front. I've, I've thought about this a lot. The Patriots are going to keep it close. Brady's going to get hit a ton. But the people I've talked to, smart football people, basically I was looking in the mirror. No, but in all seriousness, they're just better up front. Better offensive line, better defensive line. Nick Foles showed that he's capable. They can run the ball. I think they're going to hit Brady a lot. I have the Eagles winning this game 27-24. to Jake Elliott comes up big late in the game with the field goal, with the difference. And maybe it's the field goal that puts him up two scores, 27-16. And the Patriots have to get back in it that way. Either way, I have the Eagles winning this game, shocking a lot of people. Right now, they're four-and-a-half-point underdogs. And my God, you know what's funny? is I uh, MyBookie.ag placed a bet. Four-and-a-half for the Eagles? It's a no-brainer. I, I wrote about this for Fantasy Pros. They, they asked me to write about the spread. It's simple for me. Even if you like the Pats in this game, four-and-a-half? I'll take that all day. I'll take that all day long. I'm James Rapine. Make sure you check out mybookie.ag. It's the place to bet on prop bets. I really like Brady. Over, under, 38-and-a-half attempts, pass attempts. I took the over. I checked it out, or I did it at mybookie.ag, promo code locked on. Do it. It's calling your name right now. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to today's Locked On Bengals podcast. We will have plenty on LockedOnBengals.com over the weekend. And until Monday, when we'll discuss the Super Bowl some, react to it, and start to dive into some of these prospects. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.